when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Cheese and pickle. All of television history is contained in the box of delights. Hello, I'm Julia Rayside. Each episode, my guest chooses a favourite TV memory to talk about. Today, I'm joined by Joel Morris, the comedy writer. He's responsible for things like Philomena Kunk on TV and the Lady Bird books for grown-ups that, that are in everyone's toilets. And he also, I'm very happy to say, is my husband. It's nice to meet you. At last. <laughs> I should explain, Joel and I are married in the traditional sense. <laughs> Thank you for coming on my podcast. You had no choice. Thank you. When's my dinner? <laughs> Shut up, the patriarchy. Now, Joel, I'll, I'll open by saying the man, well, the man and the clip we're about to talk about, this impression is banned in our house, is it not? We're not allowed to do the voice. But I think for the podcast, you might be able to. Are we? Is there a statute of limitations on the voice? I'll You're check allowed to... with an ombudsman. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is it's such a tempting impression. I, I don't think you'll be able to stop yourself, so I'm just putting right. it out there now. Okay, I fine. won't divorce you just this one time. Okay. So we're talking about an episode of Jim Will Fix It. Tell me about it. Jim will fix it. Uh, this is an odd one because, like most kids who grew up watching Jim will fix it, I didn't really like Jim will fix it. Did anyone like Jim? No, it was a weird one because the show itself. The odd thing when Jim will went down for doing bad things Jimmel. is that apparently on all the first couple of series, the kids would write to him and it would say, "Dear Jimmel." on the letters and it would always be on screen they thought his name was Jimmel that you thought he's a bit creepy and weird and I don't really like him I like the show I don't really like him and then when he went down you thought they needn't have had him in the show because then the show would have remained a lovely memory because he's the annoying bit of the show but this is it's an episode of Jim Will Fix It that I remember really really strongly because it had Star Wars on it and I was a huge Star Wars fan and I'd heard or it had been in the Radio Times or something well, we were TV Times family. It was in TV Times that they were going to have... Oh, we were Radio Times. We should never have married. This <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the Montagues and the Capulets. Oh, no. Yeah, but it was, it was in the, uh, the papers or something that they were going to have a clip from the new Star Wars How? So what year is this? This is about 1980-ish. So, so the first film had been out. Yeah. No one had seen the second film yet. This yeah, not Empire a Strikes single Back. clip of it had leaked. It okay. wasn't a thing. There wasn't a sort of massive media thing. And there was going to be a clip that a kid had asked to visit the set and the set, obviously, it's in London, so it's not very far oh, from Oh, gosh, go. yes, of course, I didn't even think. I was like, they flew him to America? No, it, yeah, <laughs> they didn't do the stuff like that. On. And also, that, I think that was what it was. Do you fix it? It was a bit low rent. It was like a chance to, I don't know, you'd go and you might meet Prince Andrew or, <laughs> or Adam and the Ants. It would be things that were near television centre. Oh, my favourite thing is the one, for, probably because it's in the opening titles, I wanted to be the girl that banged all the doors on the Slamming train. Slamming the doors. It was Bloody yeah, brilliant. They were dying for kids to write in and ask for things that kids don't cheap. really ask for that are cheap. <laughs> and some kid had written in the bastard and said can I go and see Star Wars can I be in Star Wars yeah it's lovely little seven or eight year old kid yeah he's called and, Daniel and he's just delightful and stunned throughout yeah isn't he? he's been sent to space but if they take him out to Elm Street take him out to Borehamwood and they drop him in there in the middle of their filming the Yoda bit with with Mark Hamill in the swamp like yeah the, yeah R2D2's there and Mark Hamill's there and it's really charming did you make the jump to hyperspace Good man. Okay, come on this way. Here, watch it. Let me lift you over because you don't know what's lurking in these waters. It's kind of spooky. 
That's why I'm glad you're here. Not many friends come to visit me. Are you hungry? Would you like some lunch? R2, get a picnic ready for us. But they, they drop him in there, and I heard this was going to be on TV. Yeah. I seen a picture of it or something. They mentioned it. So I sat silently by the TV with a tape deck. Oh, I used to do that. Yeah. This is something I then put the microphone to the speaker, told yeah. everyone in the room to shh, because they were going to show some bits of Star Wars, yeah. and they did. And I taped it, and I must have listened to the tape of this <gasps> a thousand times. Because when there's so little access to things, like when we were kids, you know, you didn't have... I, I don't know, did you have a VHS even? We didn't have no, a video. No, no, not then. I didn't have a VHS until sort of I was in my mid-teens. Yeah, and I think my dad had either like a tape recorder or a dictaphone or something for work stuff. Yeah. And I'd borrow that, and you just it would, it would just be... You had your one moment, there was no going back. Yeah. And sometimes the quality would be bloody awful, but it didn't matter because it was like, I can have it again. You I can get, I can bottle the dream. I can bottle yeah, the dream. Yeah, it was access to it. And I think that this time as well, you was, it's really hard to explain to to kids that you couldn't... Star Wars was a thing I'd seen once. And again, it's cinema. It's magic. It's made by elves and pixies. And, it, and it's not real. And it's not real. And it, then it had gone. Yeah. And there were adverts in the back of newspapers saying you can have three minutes of Super 8 footage silent from Star Wars. Wow. Only, there were no videos, no VHS. You couldn't buy to watch at home. You had to wait for it to come round again. They, I think they showed it again once before the Empire Strikes Back came yeah. back. So yeah. I'd seen this film once got obsessed with it, drawn yeah. it and written it and read the comics and things. And there was going to be some that I could actually bottle on a tape deck. And the only way I could get it was via Jimmy Savile. Oh, who, that's like a Faustian pact and a half, isn't it? I mean, him having, him having the keys to Broadmoor is not as bad as him having the keys to bloody Star oh, Wars. He'd locked Star Wars away. He's, he was my point of access. Bad so, man. So I had to watch this thing. And I didn't like Jim or Fix It because I didn't like Jimmy. But it was worth the bloody wait, though, for the clip you got. But... Mark Hamill, completely bloody charming with oh this God. little kid. He was working so hard, wasn't he? And just, yeah. Because was... the kid was understandably mute because he was on the set of <laughs> sodding Star Wars yeah. with actual Luke Skywalker. And then R2-D2 comes in with a picnic. Yeah. And as he, said, a he said almost nothing. It was really exciting. Mark Hamill is acting his tail off. Yeah, because he's being both Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. Oh, he's filming. So the kid knows he's filming, but he goes, were you excited? What was your favourite bit? And the kid said, the, the loveliest thing is the kid said, what's your favourite bit of the whole of Star Wars? Yeah. And he said, the bit where you swung on the rope. Oh, and everyone yes. forgets, that was my favourite bit of Star Wars. Aww. Forget the spaceships. It was the swinging on the rope, Princess Leia, and he holds it and he does a proper Errol Flynn Cause, swing. Cause it's a proper old-fashioned movie stunt. Yeah, it yeah. was brilliant. Yeah, That's the thing that you watch now and you don't even notice is in it, but that kid's favourite bit was swing on the rope. Yeah. And bless him, Mark Hamill said, I thought I was Robin Hood. He's really, really good oh, with God, the kid. Oh, God, he just is, isn't he? Completely He's, charming. He almost steps into the kid's shoes because he can totally yeah. understand how cool this would be well, actually, to be that small and to step into your favourite film. I suppose that's what he's doing. He's been given yeah. a chance to do it. So it's got a real movie magic thing. And also Mark Hamill's in his, what is he, mid-20s or something. He's there. really young, yeah, yeah, So yeah. he's got an insight into childhood that Jimmy Savile has not got <laughs> oh, except in a bad way. No, in a really bad so way. So it was really nice watching. A lot of grown-ups talk to kids really badly. And Mark Hamill's doing a brilliant thing there. He's, talk, he's a bit like a Blue Peter presenter. He's got that yes. kind of mode, which is really charming because he's not much older than an older brother or a, a smart no, cousin. exactly. I like that. I was jealous of that kid, but I didn't mind because yeah. obviously Mark Hamill was cool with him. Uh, and then obviously they they then they showed a clip of Empire Strikes Back and it was a funny bit where Arthur Duty falls in a pond. But it's two and a half minutes, like unthinkable now. Like we're going to give you anywhere in the world the first glimpse of this film that everyone is gagging to see. 
Two and a half minutes, I they know. show you. More than two and a half minutes. I used to love that. You used to get that on um, on shows where, where someone would come in to be interviewed on like Parkinson or something. Yeah. They'd show most of the film. <laughs> and it, it was just, a bit more, a bit more. Yeah, so it's, it's a huge chunk of plot. And I, and, you could, and it was clues as to what was going to be in it. Because it I was know. really clamped down. All the kids at school were saying, what do you think is going to be the new one? And you didn't know any, there were no spoilers. You couldn't even leak them. And I remember people were saying, so how did Darth Vader get his breathing thing? Did he fall in a volcano? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these stories, that was, that was the currency of the playground. And by watching this clip and taping it and learning it, I had more of that gossip than the other kids Just did. incredible, yeah, because you could like go over it again and again and as like, if learn the, the words. As if all and... the other kids weren't watching it, as if it was <laughs> only on my telly. No, but you just feel like when magic strikes you at that age... So do you remember the first time someone said, you can record that to keep and yeah. to, to, to come back to it again? It's like someone's given you a, like a magic mirror or something. It's it's too exciting. Well, yeah, I remember the first... I want to own this and now I can. And it was your choice of what you did. I remember the first time VHS came out or yeah. really, and, and, and I thought, oh, you could get i mean my first thought was oh you could get star wars to watch again and again and then one down the walk to school and was saying to a friend you could just tape scooby-doo can you imagine a thing that's disposable (laughs) you wouldn't have to be like one video of two a two-hour film yeah you could just tape morph i mean that was more exciting overexcited because it was this but it was yeah and there was there was also really into making ofs and behind the scenes oh god loved them on bank holiday where they'd show the sort of the making of the bond movie the bond ones they were brill that was my favorite thing about what was going on and there was a really strange thing with star wars when they first started publicizing it they were really into telling you how it was made yeah Rather than so nowadays, when when a kid buys a book or something about Star Wars, it's all about being a Jedi or something. Yeah, that's true. And I had the first Star Wars under it. It was all about being an electrician or being a set builder. And well, it was... didn't, didn't we say this when we went to we took our son to the Harry Potter studio yes. tour? Which, yeah. by the way, I think for, for the despite the expensive of the gift shop, is one of the best visitor attractions I've ever been to in my life. It is this episode of Jim will fix it, but it all kids can go is. on it. You go into it's, it's it's actually based in the real film studios where they shot Harry Potter. They've just turned that that soundstage, those two soundstages into this incredible area where you can just watch the magic of cinema making in front of you. And if I'd been taken there as a kid, I would now be like gagging to work in cinema, like just desperately. It's a recruiting thing for a really, really profitable industry that we've still got. And actually there was an article in the paper really recently just saying that, and I've had this again and again when I've done set visits to TV shows recently too, people kind of like more senior in the profession are saying the people aren't coming up behind us to take over the jobs. Like at the moment, there is a complete lack of people training to do the kind of, you know, the set building and the costumes and the, yeah. all the all the kind of techie stuff they need people and this is like the best way to recruit them show them how much fun it is yeah and it was it was that behind the scenesiness that i thought was really exciting there was i remember reading in the uh, in the star wars annual that i had or whatever and it, and it sort of said and it wasn't about like it didn't tell you about Luke Skywalker's childhood. It told you no. about Peter Cushing's career and what, I don't know, what the set designer had done before. It was a very, Did it very... tell you what Peter Cushing used to have for lunch every day in that cafe in Whitstable? <laughs> oh, God, I'm on. <laughs> it was the most flatulent-sounding lunch imaginable, but Cab- actually, I'd eat it. Cabbage and egg or something, wasn't it? Was it? it was cabbage, mashed potato and egg or something it. like that. Just like... He wrote to Jim Fix it, you know. Peter Cushing wrote to Jim Fix it. No, he didn't. And he asked, <laughs> he asked for a rose to be named after his wife. You're kidding. Which oh, that's is the most sweet... beautiful thing Jim ever. Fix it is full of sweet things. Oh, and then there's just, just a big turd in the middle. No, no, let's <laughs> let's focus on all the lovely things. My grandpa, Richard, will fix it, asking if I could be a lovely little flower in um in Holland. 
if we could go. But obviously, Holland was out of the question. They, didn't, they exactly. couldn't afford plane tickets or ferry tickets. But he wanted me to be a tulip in Amsterdam, I think. Oh that was God. his. I know, it was very sweet. That's quite a well-chosen one. Cause Delightful. Kids just wrote in. Thousands of kids would write and say, I want to meet Duran Duran. Well, of course, you want to meet thing. a pop star or go on a film set or whatever. I wrote in after this kid had done it. The next film that came out that I liked, I wrote Jim Will Fix It and said, can I go and see it being made like oh, this kid had done because I yeah, just suddenly yeah. thought can, you can just do this you haven't done one of those for a while come suddenly on suddenly there's access and I didn't realise this is how naive I was well, I, I went to see a film I really enjoyed which was The Black Hole Disney's Ooh, The Black Hole not, okay. a, not a great film okay. but I really enjoyed it it had robots in it uh, and I like space films and I wrote can I go and visit the making of The Black Hole not realising that it had already been made ah oh, shoot because so I thought too late because yeah. I'd seen it yeah. that they were just leaving the sets there waiting oh. again that's what's magic about the Harry Potter thing they've left the sets that up. it's still there you can see the film it's and so then exciting. go and see it. Yeah, yeah. So, but you, you never got to do that, sadly. Is no, that the only time not. you ever wrote to Jim or? Yeah, only that. Was, I, I wanted to meet Vincent from the Black Hole. I wanted to meet Anthony Perkins. <laughs> oh, my Strange God. Strange thing for a kid. You're a mom. weird kid. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the only thing, obviously, that ruins these VTs of Jim will fix it is that you always have to come back to the studio where the terrified child oh my is God. then sat next to Jim in his gadget Matt Helm kind of chair. Yeah. And he, Jim spins it out. He builds his part up. It's all weird, awkward pauses. He's and just no good at it. He's not as natural well. with him at all, is he? There's a strange era of these TV. When you look back and you go, I remember these people being on TV, and some of them are still brilliant when you watch clips of Wogan or whatever they're, they're very very Michael Aspel or whatever but there's the people like Russell Harty and Jim Will Fix It who are not natural TV people yeah. oddly even though Jimmy Savile is a natural personality yeah he was big. a show off but he doesn't have a natural rapport with people and he's interviewing no. so the pauses are really awkward and he just doesn't seem comfortable and he's also he's the thing about Star Wars as well is it's, I think it's the first thing I liked that was really cool. It's perceived as nerdy now, but it was a really cool, it was American, it was flashy. Oh, God, everyone was talking about it. It was yeah. expensive and they'd taken it very seriously and the toys were cool. And he isn't cool. No. And he, he sort of he introduces the kid and says, oh, Chewbacca's going to come on to give you your job. That's right, so this is after the VT. He, that's yeah, how he gets back it, yeah. in the studio... And Peter Mayhew comes on and, and plays up to is it. Is it actually Peter Mayhew then? No one's that big, are they? I it must be him. Not. No, Unless no, it's not. It, yeah, they're, like, they're filming in England, so I it's guess, It's a yeah. pile of technicians in a suit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's lots of Ewoks in a pile. But the Chewy interview is so Orcs, isn't it? Because obviously oh. he's not getting anything back at all, apart from... Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> I, mean, I can't do the He's interviewing a dog. <laughs> and, and he interviews... He interviews a... Sausages. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, that would have been the perfect thing. If he just got, but he interviews a dog and he does it really. It's really stilted. And he goes, "When you go and see your, lo- I nearly did the voice there. When you go and see your, you're lo- allowed. I'm giving you a p- pink doing, pass. I'm not, this one thing. Okay. I'm not going down for this. Uh, when he goes, when you go and see your lovely space friends, will you tell oh, them all God. about? And you go, God Almighty, just piss off. Get Mark Hamill back on. He's got nothing, has he? At one point, he did say before Chewie comes on, Jim Jim just says, "I, I spoke to Star Wars." <laughs> Oh, the man, the lead character, the title character from Star Wars, Star Wars. It's always Doctor Star Wars, oh, isn't it? Doctor something. It's just he's like the. I mean, he he is a creepy uncle, but he is literally a creepy uncle. So I think as well there was a little sense when I listened back to this tape again and again that he'd done that thing that a bad relative will do. Is oh, you into your space invaders? I know, he, are you? He doesn't really have a clue. And it's just oh god, why are you my conduit? To it? And weirdly, I think seriously. 
the people have a very cross attitude to the BBC now because they associate it with Savile. The bad things. The bad yeah. things. Mm. If it had been called the BBC or Fix It, we'd all remember that the BBC yes. did lovely things for kids. Exactly. Because the BBC made this programme, Jim will just turned up at the end. There is a virtually they can just edit a new version yeah. of each episode. Like they've done <laughs> with Top us. of the Pops. Take him out. <laughs> and show, and all, yeah. all he'd remember is that the BBC allowed kids to do magical things. You could write to the BBC, How about interactive. a magical chair made dreams come true <laughs> and then gave you a badge? Put R2-D2 in the chair. <laughs> just leave it as a robot. It'd be fine. <laughs> they say the robots are going to take over. Now I think it's probably quite a good idea that they o- do. Auto-Savile is the only option. <laughs> Joel Morris, thank you very much. My pleasure. Now, Joel, before you go, would you like to lift the lid and pick a question from the Box of Delights? I have a proper deep delve. Hang on, just one that's obvious, and I'll hand that to you. Okay, right? thank yeah. you very much. So, uh, Joel, Ant or Deck? Oh, uh, Deck. Is Let's... that because the other one done a bad thing. Done a dangerous thing. It used to be much harder to choose. It used to be impossible to choose. Luckily, they used to stand one on the left, one on the right in order, and now one of them's done a bad thing and one of them hasn't done a bad (laughs) thing. And the one who done done a bad thing is begins with D. He's an angel. Because he doesn't do it. (laughs) He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. It begins with D. It's easy to remember. Perfect answer. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for listening. You can find links to the YouTube clips from today's episode on our Twitter feed at Box Delights Pod. Come and say hi. See you later. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.